the good players will be like, well, the hourly is actually shit. I'd rather be online and make double the hourly. And then I could, you know, spend an hour or two drinking my green tea or whatever. And I don't really care about going to the Bellagio. I don't really care about, you know, making a name for myself. I'm, I'm really just in this for like hourly. And then they'll protect that time. You know, they're not going to give their time to Golden Pants 13 here. The most successful people in the world are the ones who best understand risk. The Risk Takers podcast is an attempt to document the lessons I've learned as a professional sports better, poker player, trader, overall risky person. My goal is to help listeners become smarter at gambling and smarter with risk in general. So you can apply these lessons, make a lot of money, and then come back and teach me a thing or two. I don't run ads, so I'd appreciate it if you like, subscribe, and share this with someone who might be interested. Last thing, I want you to please join the Golden Pants 13 Discord server link in the show notes. It's a free sports betting and DFS Discord server that blows any paid Discord server out of the water. You can safely unsubscribe from all your paid servers, join ours, and have access to higher quality picks, a more engaged community, and a ton of cool events. I hope to see you in there, and let's get on with the show. Today, I wanted to talk about four really random habits that I've seen some of the best professional gamblers I've interacted with have that are in common. So this is going to, these are going to be habits outside of, you know, they're good at math or they are programmers or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. These are going to be just like weird habits. You might not think about that. They, uh, I've, I've kind of seen a common thread across the best gamblers in the world. Okay. Habit number one is they don't complain. And I think in a lot of um, gambling meetups, so that would be like people playing poker at the World Series, you're talking with your friends who are also gamblers, you're going to hear a lot of bad beat stories. You know, oh, you know, this idiot called me with king-queen suited, and then, you know, I had aces and flop an ace, and they run a runner to straight or something. Um, I just never hear that from... The really elite gamblers. They don't tell bad beat stories. They don't really complain. Each bet is of minimal, each bet, each hand, it's of minimal importance to them in the long run. And they focus more on their process. If they're going to talk, if they're going to tell a story, it's not going to be a bad beat story. It's going to be a really interesting spot that they want to discuss with someone else who's a solid gambler. So they'll say, you know, I raise, they'll say something like if they're talking about a poker hand, they'd be like, okay, so I had X and, you know, late, I had X on the button, uh, raise it up, big blind calls, flops, Y, big blind leads, um, big blind is, uh, and they'll give their opinion on that player. They won't tell you what his cards are, how the hand ended up, but they'd be like, hey, what would you do here? Whereas if I was talking to someone who was more of a losing player, they'd be like, this idiot in the big blind called with 7-4, and then they flopped the 4, and they hit a 7 on the turn. And they wouldn't tell me anything about the hand that was, you know, in context. They were just kind of 
complaining to me, right? They weren't actually actively trying to get better in that conversation. Whereas the great players, the great sports bettors, they're trying to get better. They don't really have time to complain. So that actually leads me on to habit two, weird habit number two. The best gamblers are very protective of their time and they think in terms of hourly, right? So um, there's always going to be opportunities that pop up. For example, let's say that you are an online poker player or you're you know, doing online sports betting. And there's, you're like, oh, wow, I could go. There's a game at the Bellagio or the sports book at the Bellagio has, you know, a thousand dollar limits where you don't have to show ID and you can just like blast bets in. And it sounds great. And maybe the ROI on those games could be better, right? Like you could be earning 10% or 15%. And you're at the Bellagio, which is cool because that's where. You know, Doyle Brunson and Phil Ivey and Billy Walters and all these legends, you know, have kind of played over the years. But the good players will be like, well, the hourly is actually shit. I'd rather be online. I'd make double the hourly. And then I could, you know, spend an hour or two drinking my green tea or whatever. And I don't really care about going to the Bellagio. I don't really care about, you know, making a name for myself. I'm I'm really just in this for like hourly. And then they'll protect that time. You know, they're not going to give their time to you know, I, it does tie into the bad beat. They they don't have time to tell a bad beat story. They don't give a fuck because it's not conducive to them. So, when they're thinking, they'll think in terms of hourly. And if a task is really time consuming, you know, something I do, it like let's say you have a ten dollar thing you got on Amazon and it's just fucked. Are you really gonna spend the time to go return that ten dollar thing? I mean I'm not. I just throw it out. Because at the end of the day, if it takes thirty minutes to return it, it's a twenty minute that's a twenty dollar hourly that like I'm not I you know, my hourly is higher than twenty dollars, so like I wouldn't why would I ever do that? And that's an example of how um, I would say the professionals are very protective of their time. They think in terms of time and hourly, you know, it's all, it's not about, they're not thinking actually in terms of individual bets. They're really thinking about the big picture, right? Okay. Habit number three, they're all incredibly fucking cheap, myself included. Like there's no people, the best people I know are constantly reinvesting their money into their bankroll. You know, that's why I think if you see someone on Instagram, who's like a sports betting expert and they have like a Lambo in cash, they're not really a sports betting expert because I don't know any long-term winners that just like puke all their money away on these stupid, um, kind of frivolous purchases because when they have an ed- when you have an edge like that you're constantly thinking like wow i have such a big edge money to me money to them is worth so much more than money to uh just your average person who's going to put it in the S&P and turn you know 7% a year if you're a good sports better you're f- you're flipping 100% a year at least in the early stages like we did more 
we did, we did way more than that in the early stages. So like spending money to me felt like I was like, if I spent $10, it felt like I was spending like $200. So I'm very protective of my money. And I would say that you have to be right. Like you have to really respect money because it's easy to get caught up in having this and having professional gambling seem like easy money. If you haven't done it long enough, if you have, you understand it's not necessarily easy money. And the more you protect your money, the less of a chance you have of going broke, which is the absolute worst case scenario because when you go broke and you have an edge, you can't utilize that edge. Money is a tool, right? So you, they're very, we, they, you know, whatever, very protective of their money, very cheap. And then habit number four, I would say they're pretty optimistic, which is not all of them. I actually have a couple, couple in mind, but in general, I would say the best gamblers, they're very optimistic. Uh, you can kind of immediately tell uh, the World Series is something I use a lot in my mind because it's it's really a big collection of gamblers, right? And it's mostly poker players, but everyone there like bets on sports and you know does any type of gambling there is to do is pretty much covered by the players of the World Series. And I would say the best players, they're kind of upbeat, optimistic, they take care of themselves, you know, they're, it could be a, it could maybe not even be a, could be the wrong cause and effect, but they, uh, they're positive. And then you have on the flip side, there's the losing players are very, very negative. Um, It's hopeless. You know, I'm actually just unlucky. You know, they're not, taking accountability they're they're unlucky you know you have no clue how bad i run at poker you have no clue how unlucky i am at sports betting i really have never heard that from a winning player and it's not because the winning players are luckier like at this point i've we you've all if you're a professional, you've put through millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars turned over across many bets and many poker games and, and whatever it is, you know, in 14 years, I've had, I've gambled so much more than your average losing player that I've had streaks during that, that would absolutely dismantle the losing player mentally. Like I, it just, just because of the volume, right now I have a winning edge. So like, Actually, they could have worse losing streaks in absolute terms. But if you think about like how unlucky you are off your mean, the professional players out there have all had that four, that five standard deviation um, streak of bad luck, right? And to be able to make it through that, you almost have to be like optimistic, (laughs) like crazily optimistic, right? Because during that your normal human reaction is going to be like, this is terrible. I just, every day I walk into the office and I just hand money to other people. Like, is this really a job? Like, can I really keep telling people I'm a professional gambler when all I do is lose money? And to get through those times, you have to have some type of optimism. 
All right, so that's the four weird traits. I would encourage everyone, if you can, just keep them in mind. You know, when you keep something in mind, you tend to just automatically improve. When you're tracking something, you're just automatically going to improve it. So catch yourself if you hear yourself telling a couple too many bad beat stories. Maybe, uh, maybe cook at home instead of going out to the fanciest restaurant on the block this week, I would start to conceptualize what your hourly is. Maybe even just figure out what you think your hourly A is in sports betting and then, or, or whatever type of gambling you're doing and then B what it could be in six months. If you kind of save up and improve your skills and then, you know, I, I, again, optimism, that's really, that's really general. But I think there's a lot of, um, yeah, it could sound kind of, uh, kumbaya, as Dame Dalla would, would, would say about me, but there's a, you know, there, there's some gratitude work you can do or, or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever avenue you want to go down. But it is really, really, really helpful in gambling if you can, tap into some form of optimism during the tough time. So I would press everybody to, to work as hard as they can on that. All right. Well, I hope this is helpful. I hope this kind of gave a good insight into the minds of some of the better, better gamblers. And if you have any questions, comments, want to start going down this path, please join us in the Golden Pants 13 Discord. I'm in there all the time. Happy to answer any questions and would love to meet you.